Welcome to A Quiet Life. I'm Ruth, your host, and it is really, really lovely to be here with you today. This day is the 18th of December that I'm recording episode 146, and it is almost, almost Christmas time. And come the end of this week, I am going on leave. I am taking holidays, and I just want to take this moment to encourage you to head over to ruthamos.com.au, R-U-T-H-A-M-O-S.com.au, and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a sign up to my newsletter thing, and if you sign up to my newsletter, that would be awesome, because then you won't miss me when I come back from my summer break and start podcasting again. So yeah, I'd just like to encourage you to do that. I am so looking forward to holidays. I am so looking forward to Christmas and I've just got to make it to the end of this week. There's always more work to do and I know you feel that way too, but it's really important to me to say, no, I'm going to draw a line under work on Thursday this week and then I'm going to really take a proper break over the summer. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I've had a bit of listener feedback since the last podcast and I wanted to share with you. I want to say thank you to Jane for the photos that she shared with me of her beautiful dog and also her niece gave her just a random present of some shells and absolutely gorgeous and just such a loving thing to do. So Jane, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, Jane is one of my oldest, oldest friends and I just love that you listen to this podcast. It just does my heart good. On the subject of beauty too, I found it interesting that um, our church decided to do a kintsugi workshop. So that was that, uh, if you remember from the podcast, that Japanese art of mending things with gold so that it looks more beautiful after it's been broken. So uh, I didn't actually go to the workshop. It was limited numbers. um, And I thought I'd let other people go. And you know me. more likely to sit at home by myself but uh, I heard of several people who were going and they were buying mugs and then breaking them so that they could remend them again but the whole thing was bring along a broken mug so all these people were getting broken uh, things to break so that they could mend them and make them look pretty so I don't think they were using actual gold I think they were using gold tinted paint but you know you can't have everything can you I haven't seen the outcome either so if you were one of those people who went along to that workshop at at St. Clement's and did some kintsugi I would really love to see pictures of what your finished product looked like because I'm sure it's beautiful and then on the subject of community which was another podcast I got a letter from Chris thank you Chris and um, Chris is also a long-standing friend in fact um, (laughs) I know a lot of people personally who listen to this podcast and I just love to be able to chat to you like this because I can't fit in all the coffees that I want to fit in. But anyway, Chris was saying that if you're in community, it needs to be for the bad times as well as the good times, and that if you are just someone's fair-weather friend, someone who's there for them when they're having a great time, but when they share something that's hard, you're not going to respond to them, then that's not really community. And I have to agree with that. I think that community needs to be there to hold us up when we're struggling as well. So as always, I appreciate the feedback. And if you want to give me feedback to today's episode, head over to Ruth Amos. No, don't actually email Ruth at RuthAmos.com.au or find me on Facebook, Ruth Amos Author. Or um, I, you know what? I have stopped X's notifications to my phone. And because it's not telling me that I should be interested in this, that, or the other controversy uh, or controversy, however you want to say it, um, I hardly look at it anymore because I found it to be not not very beautiful place so um possibly if you <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me x or 
ex-Twitter is not the place to go. But if you try, I'm at a quiet life blog there. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's that so far. This week I talked to Scotty with Christmas in mind because it's nearly Christmas time. So if you're listening to this at another time of year, apologies. But I think that this, yeah, it definitely applies to Christmas, but it doesn't just apply to Christmas. This is a thought that I've had that applies to our lives all the time. And it's a thought about that statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. I was really thinking about what do we mean by that? And is it? Is being clean, having a clean house, is that really the important thing in our life? So I had a chat to Scotty about it and I'll chat to you more about it afterwards. It's Life Hacks with Ruth Amos once again. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Scotty. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Now, tell me, uh, uh, like we're going to talk about a life hack. We are. But what's been happening in your life in, in general recently? Oh, uh, uh, well, your daughter and I put up our Christmas tree <laughs> yesterday. Hooray! It's, it's probably the earliest we've put it up, but I have a Christmas party at my place on Tuesday. That was my fault. I said, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, but then we're busy from like... I'm celebrating my dad's birthday this afternoon. Yes. Happy birthday, Dad. Yeah. 75. Wow. Amazing. Wow. So I'm celebrating that. And then, you know, and my brother's come down. So I'm visiting with him. And then Moz and I are going away for the weekend. And then we've got carols. And I just suddenly thought, if we, if our house is going to look any at any point Christmassy for this Christmas party. It's, it's got to happen now. It's got to happen right now. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> that's so good. Well, can you tell her to come down to our house and help us put ours, <laughs> ours up as well? She, we, um, I got a you know the Facebook memories you get, yeah, and it came up yesterday or first of December, whenever it was, that we put our Christmas tree up. And I'm like, this is like last year. I'm like, wow, we were organized last year. <laughs> ours still isn't up, but I don't, like there's plans to put it up, but. Well, normally ours doesn't make it up until after school finishes because Moz is a teacher. So after he finishes, then he's like, all right, that job's done, now Christmas. Uh, but this year I thought, no, we'd better we'd better get on top of it a bit faster. Well, Moz would be impressed, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, quite well, happy done. that he didn't have to do like, that. I don't have to do that, good on you. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to dig under the house and find the box with the Christmas tree in it. And, yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, you know, so I'm thinking about all of us are trying to have our houses ready for Christmas and what does that mean? what does it feel like and all that kind of stuff you know you think oh how I better I have to work harder I have to make sure the house is clean I have to make sure that everything's perfect and schmick and you know and I was thinking about that statement cleanliness is next to godliness that statement but I've just read a beautiful book by a person called Casey Davis and it's called how to keep house while drowning and she says very clearly that um, having a dirty kitchen is not a moral issue it doesn't make you a bad person to have dishes in the sink. So then I thought, well, what do we want to decorate our house with that is godly? And I thought, oh. Dirty dishes. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> hang <laughs> well, them up on the wall. Hang them up on the wall, yeah. <laughs> make a little sculpture out of them and then wrap tinsel around. <laughs> the Bible doesn't talk much about keeping your dishes clean, but it does talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and the whole list is great. Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I thought if we could decorate our house with those things this Christmas, wouldn't that be a lovely Christmas? It would be wonderful. And it's interesting because, you know, you're talking about the Bible, and I was just reading recently about how um, the Pharisees were called whitewashed tombs, you know. <laughs> so they were clean on the on the outside, but dirty on the inside. And, yeah. I mean, it's the opposite for Christians, isn't it? That's right. 
And if you can, if you if you need to leave dishes in your sink so that you can be kind, or gentle with your children, or you know patient with somebody, or uh, or if you're stressing less about what your house looks like, then you're going to have more peace in your life and more peace to give to other people as they come in. And I just I just like that idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a balance there too. You don't want to kind of don't want you know dishes falling out the front door. Yeah. So. If would, your house would, isn't functional and it isn't working for you, then it's not very peaceful either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Uh, nice I'm not balance. saying ignore it altogether, <laughs> but I'm saying bring it to the point where it's functional and your house serves you rather than you serving your house. Yeah. And honestly, when I go into somebody else's house and there's a couple of dishes in the sink, that doesn't bother me at all because they're not my dishes. So I don't have to do anything. But they're like, about oh, I'm them. so sorry I haven't done the washing oh. up and I'm really sorry and their place is a mess. And yeah, yeah. and you're going, I don't care. I don't like, care. it's okay, fine. It's all right. you know? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, maybe if you're going into somebody else's house and it's like that, it's like, well, do you want me to hold the baby or would you prefer me to do the dishes? I'm happy to do the dishes, you know, and just serve people in that way as well. Yeah, yeah. yes. And, and there, as you say, there are just more important things, you know. Mm. And I think for, for us as a family, it's just like hanging out. Let's just hang out and, and just enjoy each other's company. The dishes will get done, you know, but, but you're more important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, if we can do that, if we can elevate our friends and our family above the level of – any of the work that we need to do so that they feel so important and so loved and so cared for. I just think that's that's a wonderful thing yeah, to well, give. We will see you this afternoon. Yeah. You come down our house through the tree? <laughs> so, it's a- I'm thinking, we will see. I will see my parents this afternoon <laughs> and celebrate my dad's birthday and elevate them above the dishes. Fair enough. <laughs> By Fair going enough. out to a restaurant so I don't have to clean anything. Nice. No dishes. No dishes. Now, yeah. ruthamos.com.au. That's the one. Yep. Have a wonderful day and say happy birthday to your dad for me. Shall do. So the book is called how to keep house while drowning and it's by kc davis lpc so it's the letter k and the letter c not not casey but kc davis and she uh has also got a podcast called struggle care and her whole thing is that she is uh has chronic illness so i think she has chronic fatigue and she also uh has been recently diagnosed with adhd and so the combination of those two things makes makes things quite difficult for her when it comes to reaching unnecessary standards, <laughs> well, reaching standards of, of home care. And I found the book How to Keep House While Drowning just, uh, it was just like somebody came along and took a whole load off my shoulders. I think, uh, and I, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not male, right? So, and it, this does seem to be more of a female problem, but I could be wrong. And if you're the only owner of your house then, and you're male, then maybe it is something that you go through too. But we can feel like uh, that our worth as human beings can be tied up with our house and how clean it is and how how often we wash the sheets on our bed and how often we... Uh, clean the floors. You know, if someone comes in and your house is really messy because of whatever reason, because you're not coping or because you're not well, or just because you're a really scattered personality, you know, maybe you have ADHD or whatever you have, that means that you just don't see, you, you can often just not even see the state of the house until somebody else walks through the door. And then you just can feel a whole sense of shame and burden that you aren't keeping up the way that you would like to keep up. And it may not 
be that the person who's walked in the door puts that feeling onto you. They are quite probably not looking at you and saying, what the hell do you think you're doing with your house? Aren't you a bad person? But we we can put it on ourselves. Sometimes people do put that shame on you, but we can also take it on ourselves. And this book was just so clear in saying, you don't need to do that. Having a clean house does not make you a better person. (laughs) And I thought that is such a great message, such a clear message. Or as she says, a messy house is not a moral failing. It isn't. And this is all from her book. I I listened to a podcast with her and another person. I went and I immediately bought her book and another couple of books as well, but um, one called Fair Play, and I can't remember what the other one was called. I'll put it in the show notes, but the How to Keep House While Drowning really was the, the one that spoke to me most. The other two were, oh yeah, Unicorn Space, Finding Your Unicorn Space. They were They were good. Fair Play was better than unicorn space if you ask me which is interesting because unicorn space is my thing but because unicorn space was about finding out who you are and making time to do the thing that gives you life and makes you interesting and keeps you interested and I love that oh excuse the cockatoo screeching in the background they're beautiful but they're everywhere here so anyway those book I just went I listened to this podcast and I went out and bought those three books and of the three If you were going to race out right now and buy a book, How to Keep House While Drowning, I think, is the book to buy because it's just beautiful. It's just so clear that your house is uh, supposed to be a functional thing that helps you to function. So if things are happening in your house that don't help you to function, then it's a really good idea to find strategies or ways to make your house into something that helps you to function. But you're not here to serve your house. Your house is there to serve you and to help you live your life and to help you be the person you want to be. And that's the message of the book. And I think it's a really important message. So at this end of the year, when we're heading into the holiday season. And I know that in the US, uh, the holiday season has well and truly started. <laughs> but in here in Australia, we don't do Thanksgiving. And so it all happens over Christmas. But you've got all these parties, you've got dinners, you've got more people in your house. So I, you know me, I'm like a very introverted person. And I tend not to um, do that kind of thing. But we've had, uh, we've had a party with all the people in our block of 10 units come invited to our house and that was really delightful it was just such a good time um and we've had my dad's birthday and now we're going to um head into we've got another open home on saturday um that caleb and michaela are hosting um so yeah uh we've got that and then we've got christmas day and christmas eve or the other way around, actually, Christmas Eve first and then Christmas Day. And then we're going out to Moz's families for Boxing Day. So it's busy, was what I'm saying. And if you're the host, um, then it can can start to feel like you have to have everything perfect, everything set up, everything decorated, everything absolutely spotlessly clean. Or when people come to your house, they're going to judge you to be bad people. And I don't think that's the case. 
even in the party season, and it's even less the case outside of the party season, I think the more important thing is to be prepared to share your real life with people and to have them over. Now, it's all very easy for me to say because I don't have children living at home anymore. I don't have people. If there's a mess that's made, and I've noticed this lately, if there's a mess that's made in my house, it's usually made by me and I can cope well with my mess. It doesn't bother me at all because I made it. (laughs) And so I may not even notice my mess. And you can talk to anybody about the pile of knitting crap that's on the couch um, that looks awful to anybody else but it's my mess I know it's there I know why it's there and I know what's going to happen with it next and so it doesn't bother me that mess but if Moz leaves things on the coffee table then I have to really work at being um being kind and letting him deal with his own mess (laughs) and letting him have his own mess there and not mentioning it every five minutes can you clean that up can you clean that up and I know that's because I've got my mess around the place but yeah like I remember, I remember when my kids first went to school full time that they'd be out of the house from like 8.30 to 3.30 and during that time, if I cleaned up, the house stayed clean and that was absolutely miraculous (laughs) and I didn't have to sit there thinking as soon as I clean up, things are going to get dirty again but that's what happens when you live in a house. If you live in a house, you live in it and so you do activities, you eat food you drink drinks, you do craft, you wear clothes. And these things mean that the house is lived in. And I think that it's more important, it's much more important to be a bit relaxed about that level of mess and be kind to the people in the house than it is to be always, always harping and saying, we've got to have the house perfect. We've got to have the house perfect. People are coming over and then have a whole lot of stressed bodies in your house when people come around. So yeah, I mean it's a I'm I think I'm I think I'm rubbing this in too much. <laughs> I think probably. But it just after reading the book and thinking about this whole cleanliness is next to godliness idea, I really thought the idea of let's instead of thinking let's decorate the house and let's make the house clean and perfect and beautiful with decorations everywhere to think let's decorate the house with love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control you know um, in the bible they're called the fruits of the spirit they're the things we're aiming to be and to do and if we could decorate our house with those then the christmas decorations and the state of the washing up and the pile of clothes that might need to be washed and the things on the floor, they're on top of those things and they don't matter so much. And I'm not saying don't bother decorating your house for Christmas. Like I said to Scotty, I'm so thrilled that our tree is up and that our house looks reasonably Christmassy so much earlier than it normally does. And I'm I'm loving feeling a bit prepared for Christmas. Haven't thought about food yet, people, but we'll eat something. But that's the thing. We'll eat something. Like it's not a drama really because the important thing is getting together with the people that we love and celebrating them and enjoying them and having good time with them and showing them kindness and showing them love and being joyful and being peaceful. And so I hope that um, I hope that you can let go a bit this year, not worry, not, not think of cleanliness of your house as being um, a moral failing And maybe if you're very clean and tidy and you've got beautiful decorations and everything, not be smug about that either. (laughs) But just be happy to enjoy the people that are in your house and enjoy 
blessing other people with a functional house that does what needs to do. I think that's all I want to say on that. And I just, I do wish you and pray for you a happy, a joyous, a peaceful, a blessed Christmas celebration that you will know um, the Saviour, that you will know peace in your homes, that you'll have joy around you. And uh, yeah, I pray that you enjoy the celebration, no matter how you do it, no matter who you're with, no matter what the state of your house is or anything else. I pray that you enjoy this end of the year and the celebration and that you have some time for peace and recovery afterwards. And I will talk to you next year. Merry Christmas.